Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Uh, I just knocked over the bin, okay. um, Steve, and uh, me and Anne both looked at each other and realised we had to be careful how to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what happened. Yeah, was that, that, was that, was it, was that what happened? Funny. How, how are you, Simon? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How's it going with you? Good, good, good. Been a very busy day making plans for GDC 2016, which is uh, is only about two months away now. Exciting. Mm, less, I think. Six weeks, Fewer. maybe. Fewer. Fewer. How are you, Anne? Yeah, I'm good. A dog came out of the studio. A dog did come out of the studio. It's never happened before. No, <laughs> and I feel like, why aren't we bringing animals in with us? What animals have we got? Well, we've got cat. We've only got cats. Cats between, between us. us. Five mm. cats between three of us. <laughs> we've also got a. Well, we've brought a cat into the studio. <laughs> yes! well, yeah, well done. Yes. Look, it's Cat Strike. Hello, Cat. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having when me. When we ordered a cat off the internet, we were <laughs> like we were sort of organising this with the preceding show. It didn't uh, didn't quite work out like that. Uh, yeah, but but you know you'll do, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Why were they bringing their pets in? Is it like bring your pets to studio day? Mm. Louis Schaefer kissed you on the hand, and then I kissed him on the hand, and then he and then he rubbed his cheek on my hand. What's Did been he... going on in here? <laughs> These like crossover rituals are getting more and more Don't elaborate. Yeah. Uh, talking of which, um, Stee has managed to um, steal. Is it stealing if you've got permission? No. Jack Thurston's post. There's some post upstairs. Jack's not done a show. Uh, in, uh, uh, before One Life left for, for many years Right, now. right. Because yeah. we used to have a nice rivalry with the Talking shows. handovers. We, rivalries he was, are nice. He would go, oh, look, it's a computer games, people. Um, I remember Paperboy. Because <laughs> 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 he did the bike show, Cat, just to bring you up to speed. And it was oh, nice, okay. wasn't it? It was nice sort of... But then he left us. He, just, <laughs> he, he had, had to leave. slots and he moved to Wales. He had to go to Wales immediately. <laughs> 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 anyway, someone's not noticed. They sent a post to him. And Steve, uh, we've got permission and to I open asked, it. I asked. You know, if we could ask, yeah. open his... 
I mean, we're not going to steal it if Jack wants it. If Jack's listening, assume Jack is listening. listening. Oh, hi, Jack. We miss you. Um, but we'll open that later in the show. Good news. What else have we got coming up, Steve? Uh, we've got the second in our John Life Left series of features. John Lee's back again. Uh, some local news. Some brilliant music. The music selection this week is excellent. Okay. We've got Anne's news. Good. Well, let's uh, let's crack on then, shall we? On Monday, the 11th of January, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Oculus Rift pre-orders have gone live. The shiny new VR headset is going to cost you £499. Oculus founder Palmer Lucky has explained to people who are shocked by the price that they're getting a really great deal for the technology they're getting and that the cost of the Rift and VR in general will come down over time. The Rift will ship on the 28th of March, which is Easter Monday, the day after Jesus rose from the dead, which presumably means they're getting him in on the packing line. 500 quid. 500 notes. 500 big ones. I had an email that said something like that from right. a friend. Okay. I'm going to find out what he called it. Um, of course, it's not just that, is it? You need, the, you need a pretty powerful PC and all. So it's going to cost you a fair old bit, Anne. Yeah. Interested? But... No. No? Cats, are you interested? No, it's the price of two PS4s, isn't it? Right, so... PS8s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in the uh, smaller ones, ones you can stick your phone in. What, the Gear VR? Yeah, After that. last week's reviews roundup. Yeah, sounds great. I'll bring it in, shall I? Actually, I'll bring it over on Sunday. Yeah, bring it over on Sunday. Well, we can play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Brilliant. Right. My friend a week said, on Sunday. My friend no, said... This Sunday. Uh, Sorry, yeah, this, yeah, all right, okay. I'm going around hands. All right. <laughs> I'm bringing, I'll take my wife around. Yeah. The Gear VR, what? some car keys. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Oculus for 500 clams plus shipping... Clams. Clams. Which of your friends talks like that and why he's still friends? Is that odds on? Odds on OD. Uh, Yeah, so so I've I've heard, uh, have you got a Morpheus story, a a Sony PlayStation VR story as well? No. Okay, because I heard there was some uh, dissing, wasn't there, today in the news about... Oh yeah, it's not going to be as powerful as uh, the the, Oculus. The co-founder of the Oculus lot stepped up and said, yeah... Yeah, well, Morpheus, so it's obviously heard that it's going to be cheaper. It's like, yeah, it's not as good. It's only got one eye. <laughs> it's basically like 2D. Yeah. You just move your head closer to the screen. He said it's not going to be as good. Uh, they're feeling threatened now, and they're saying, ours is, going to, ours is technically better, but technically doesn't matter in this kind of war, no. does it? There were some interesting points about how um, if it was too cheap too soon, it would get too popular and people would be disappointed with it. So we should all be grateful that they're essentially <laughs> charging £500 because then no one will realise that yeah. there's nothing on it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big VR fan. I'm excited about this year uh, of VR. Um, Have you put in a pre-order? No, I haven't, I haven't got a PC that's that's uh, powerful enough. Really? So yeah, I um, uh, so for for me the the PlayStation VR with its closed system, at least I know it's going to work. I think the concerns, mm. the problem with an open platform like the PC is that you're never certain how well something's mm. going to run. There's a special application you can do now to see whether your PC can run Oculus games, and yeah, I just it's yeah, I'll I'll wait for that for a package to come all in one. 
Half-Life and Half-Life 2 writer Mark Laidlaw has left Valve. The news was discovered by a fan who got in touch with him to find out about Half-Life 3. Laidlaw, who's been at Valve for 18 years, explained that he feels the need for a break from the collaborative chaos of game production and a return to more self-directed writing projects. Speaking about what will happen to the series, he said, Where Valve may choose to take Half-Life in the future is not in my hands. I have been a grateful co-creator, but my time working on the series is behind me. So what has he been doing since Half-Life 2 then? Kicking back. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, well, he's obviously a bit stressed by, what did he call it? Chaos. Maybe he's just been organising files. He must have been doing something else since, I mean, I know there have been sort of other other episodes in Half-Life 2, but what has he been doing since then? I don't know, you should email Or is Half-Life 3 now written? Or maybe this none of this is true maybe this is all part of a Half-Life 3 ARG, ARG right, where he's pretending to have left maybe that's the plot <laughs> of Half-Life 3 is that a man, a man leaves his job right what was, what was his name uh, it was Mark Laidlaw and what's that backwards that Laidlaw that doesn't sound real does exactly go to Laidlaw Go to Dial. dot com. Go to that dot com, and there'll be something going Wild on. Dial. Um, they've got a. They've either got to confirm or deny Half Life Three at some point soon, haven't they? How long's it been? Forever, but they do. But they? It's been forever. Yeah, but do they? Like, you know, keep. Well, are they going to do it or not? Not with him, probably. <laughs> Maybe he's written a little sketch for them. Shenmue 3 slacker backers will not be given the Kickstarter exclusive rewards as expected. The game was successfully funded on Kickstarter, raising over $6 million, but this was short of the dream $10 million creator Yu Suzuki wanted, so a slacker backer campaign was started to bring in more cash. The developer sent out a poll asking Kickstarter backers if they were in favour of slackers getting the exclusive rewards on top of the standard rewards. The results were split and it would and it was decided they wouldn't, even though those slackers have bought in an additional $200,000. Right, I didn't realise that additional detail that it was the backers themselves that had gone. Well, okay, so this is so the poll asked, yeah, would you a yeah be fine with it? Give them, give them everything. B, no, no that's thanks. mine. Or C, don't really mind either way. Right, uh, I think it was like f- something like forty percent said don't mind either way. 30-ish percent said, uh, yeah, yeah, give it to them. And uh, like 20-ish percent was like, no. But so they're not getting it because of the 20? They're, I think, yeah. Well, yeah, but then also... It, does do, does like, you, it Suzuki, weird. know how maths works or mm. percentages? I mean, I wanted 10 and got six. Right, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, no. um, so that was that. That's the that's the the bad Kickstarter backer news we've had this week. Because the, the the good news is what Oculus are doing, isn't it? Yeah, they're giving away everybody backed it at two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. dollars yeah, um, gets a free copy of the consumer. Gets a free sorry, copy. Gets a com- free consumer Oculus. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. What is so? What is the price for an Oculus, a commercial Oculus? Six hundred dollars. Right, so they're getting it I, half price. I know exactly. What have we learned from this? Back everything. <laughs> <laughs> In a direct response to One Life Left's VR headset prank, the newest version of Valve's HTC Vive headset will come with a front-facing camera. The headset is due for commercial release in April. HTC explained that the camera will allow elements of the real world into the VR realm, being able to take a seat, find your drink, and checking your friends aren't being terrible. Without removing your headset, it's only the beginning of what's possible. Well played, Valve. We'll be upping our game to suit. What absolute miseries. Uh, it's true, but this annoyed me because you can already do that in the Gear VR, right? 
Dexter was playing on the Gear VR uh, on Sunday, and he went, whoa, you've got your living room in here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> but, and then he ran upstairs to see Kate, um, who was still snoozing, boot, uh, burst in on her, went, Kate, Kate, when are you getting up? And then sat down and watched The Haunted Hathaways on Netflix in VR. <laughs> <laughs> Life of a 71 these days. But yeah, but you can do that. You can. I know, I, I agree, you spoil sports. Yeah. But um, this is, I mean, you know, it's, it's already not news. Can you just, like, walk, like, wear your VR headset and just walk around? Can you? Forever. Yeah. I mean, you look like an idiot, but can or you do you? it? It depends how you're walking. If you're, if you're sort of <laughs> clicking your fingers, <laughs> swaggering. <laughs> Moonwalks. So the, the big news story in that news piece for me was that the Vive is out in April? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. When did that... Wait, should I have started clear. with that? Bit? I didn't know that. I, I mean, maybe it's been known for ages. Do we know how much money that's going to cost? No. Isn't it more than because um, you have to buy all the, uh, the yeah, extra yeah, kit, yeah. don't you? But I've no idea. You're you're more interested in the Vive than you are Oculus, aren't you? So much more interested. In the Vive. Are you, Why? Do you have? Uh, Anne, do you know how the Vive works? No. Steve, talk to Anne. It's like cat. You can listen. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in the game, and if you die in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, about that? It's, it's, it's like it's like Oculus, but you can walk around. So if you kick the chair in the game, you kick the chair in real life. For real. Wow. I know. It's uh, no, it's it's incredible. I'm really really excited about the Vive, but like Simon, I'm not sure I've got a uh, PC good enough to run it on. Maybe we can get one while we're at it. Yeah, and also you need a room, don't you? So does that uh, like a large enough space? So presumably that make, that's, uh, has implications for the PR people. Where mm. you go, well, can you send us a review copy of the Vive and a room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are they, they going to do that? Yeah, I've, I've no idea, but that's really exciting. April, it really is the year of VR. Yeah, um, when, when's, um, when's Morpheus? Uh, sorry, PlayStation VR. Uh, it'll be between March. Well, be, I, I don't know. I, they haven't said. I, but I think, I think I saw something on Twitter saying it's sort of summer-ish. But imagine your cat game in VR, Anne. Oh, you have your cat in real life, your cat in your studio, <laughs> and your cat in a game. <laughs> And finally, you won't bell-eve this. Oslo City Hall is chiming out the Super Mario Brothers theme every evening at 8pm. The building is ringing its bells with a range of popular songs every hour from 7am to midnight and has picked two video game themes to play with Minecraft Subwoofer Lullaby donging at 11pm. If you're going to take a visit and you're in it for the bangers, you best avoid 7 and 9pm where they are playing Ed Sheeran and Nora Jones. Disappointingly, there's no Taylor Swift anywhere. Donging? Yeah. <laughs> Bangers? <laughs> Come on. It's all a bit tap isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, it's interesting because um, obviously Super Mario, I I could, you know, I could dong that for you could now. You? Um, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what the Minecraft theme is. No. I bet a Cat, lot of people you know could. No, well, exactly no what I was just thinking. It's probably, you know, when I was working on Candy Crush, we, we had this, this theory that the um, Candy Crush theme was probably the most um, heard piece of music in the world like most yeah. number of people mm. were constantly listening to it. I bet that's not true I bet something wrong like M- Minecraft you think Minecraft more than Candy Crush I think you I think probably play Candy Crush with the sound down whereas yeah. my, very my, true my, so uh, very yeah true. but yeah I, w- I wonder what it's like we have, to, we have to go there at 11 do we yeah 11pm tonight okay <laughs> we're hopping on a plane after this alright all right, I guess uh, we'll see you all there listeners or yeah. if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> afterwards where were you <laughs> thanks Anne <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Boy Without Batteries. It's called Teenage. It's from shipmusic.org. Like all of our brilliant music this week, you should go there and check it out. This is awesome. This is great. We like the drop. It's bangers. It's donging. It's donging. I've been doing some research into Mark Laidlaw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what we've got so far, we've got about 756 anagrams. Uh, top of the list, Admiral Claw. Interesting. Interesting. Admiral Claw. Lacrimal Wad. Okay. There's, there's quite a few here. Claim Lad. Raw. Right, are you listening, Reddit? <laughs> Go work this out. <laughs> it's true. If we if we send this to the cloud, it would yeah, yeah, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. It's fantastic. Good. I'll keep going through these okay. uh, while... You guys move on with the rest of the show, I guess. Um, I've been asked to point out uh, that it's Resonance FM's annual fundraiser uh, next month, February 13th to the 21st, over your birthday, Steve. It's true. We're featuring nine days of live events, spectacular online auction, as well as a host of special broadcasts. Uh, Resonance FM relies on the support of its listeners, so help us make more amazing programming by heading to Resonance FM to make a contribution now and then. I call war. Damn. Maybe it's right. Okay. Half Whoa. five three, I call wall damn. I'm mad. Call war. I think we're getting close to something yeah. here. Okay, anyway. Kat! Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Well, as I said before, thank you for you, having you, me. You had to um you had to cancel some arrangements this evening, didn't you, to be on the show? I did. What would what would you be doing on a Monday night? I would be streaming. Streaming? What would you be streaming? Um, well, at the moment, it's kind of PS4, so I would probably do Until Dawn or a bit it's of Call of Duty. It's good it? It's really good. Um, how long have you been streaming for? Technically, it's been over a year, but um, I kind of took a lot, like, six months out. Okay. <laughs> and then started again in December, like, started doing it properly. See, we've been trying to do it properly for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we don't get it. I mean, we try to get it. This isn't just a case of us going, oh, I don't get it, I'm not interested. I'm just we are in interested. radio. We are in- really just- interested, and we did some streaming. Yeah. And how did it go? It went all right. It's all right. I just don't think we've got the commitment. Mm, maybe that's... Do you need commitment? You need a lot of commitment. Uh, that's what we're missing, commitment. <laughs> how, did, how did you start off streaming now? Why, why did you get into it? Originally, it was because I did YouTube, because I'm originally a musician. I did a music degree, but I've always been into games. And I used to use this site called YouNow. And YouNow and Twitch came from the an original site called Justin TV that then like yeah. split out, made a lot of stuff. Justin TV, they, um, they, they used to broadcast a lot of live football games, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that was a joke because I, I don't think they were supposed to. <laughs> okay, so Justin TV and you. You now, now. Okay. but you now was a little bit weird. Um, it kind of just started to get a bit weird on there. You know, a bit kind of creepy men would kind of start to overtake the chats, and um, and I have heard about Twitch, and I was like, oh, why don't I just play games? So much easier than playing songs every stream. And then I did it and hated it. Right. And well, then, did, did you hate it because you were, you were bad at it or? No one watched me. No right. one would talk to me. And then I put it away. And then like a year later, came back to it. And um, last April, and then I really loved it. And then people came in and chatted to me, met loads of people. You know, like I got my job through it as well. So, okay. yeah, it's worked out really well. What is the secret to getting friends? Friends. I mean, in life, but also, <laughs> also specifically in streaming. How do you, you know, you say you, you started and lots of people started watching you. That was kind of the step that we, yeah. we failed to make. We, we started 
I mean, we did start. Yeah. Uh, we can prove we yeah. started. We've got like footage of us starting doing this, <laughs> but we've also got footage of the viewing figures, and then you know, single digits. And what we'd like to do is proceed to double digits, ideally triple digits, and then maybe beyond that. I can't Let, really don't, count higher. Don't go. Don't Just go too far. Ten too people soon. would be nice. <laughs> yeah. How do we do that? What What are we missing? We, we said commitment, but there must be something else. Consistency. So you've got to have a clear kind of schedule. You have to be like a TV show. You have to treat it like a TV show. You're right. not just. We are inconsistent. We are definitely <laughs> inconsistent in all kinds of ways. Okay, what else? Um, be entertaining, but I think you guys <laughs> are entertaining. Uh, so. <laughs> anything else? Um, play relevant titles, but not too relevant. So if if you guys went in and played League of Legends with only say two viewers, you would be at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. But say you went and played Grand Theft Auto, and the person above you has a hundred viewers, and they come off, everyone will come into your stream. Right. So you get a lot. So you get like the fall through. What do you play? Um, I'm kind of changing it all up at the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to be playing a lot of Euro Truck Simulator. Okay. Because I wanted to do that drunk, and then a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, we can be drunk. You, no, wait, we can't. Can we? What? Not can we support air. drunk driving? Drunk driving. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't feel like that's something we should well, publicly the support. Oh, is it in thing. Europe? No, 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 no. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You don't listen to this bit. Okay. So all we need to do is we need to build her up. Yeah. Get the viewers coming in, yeah. make a make a call to like, someone in authority, and then, yeah. as she says, be there to catch those viewers oh, when yeah, they yeah, fall. Are you talking about a very British form of swatting, where we'd be reporting her <laughs> for drunk <laughs> drunk video game driving? Should we do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be a anyway. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's, what's the appeal? I, I don't want to come across to sound like an old man, even though I do. I am an old man, so I am going to sound like... What, what's the appeal for you? Like, Do you make any money out of it? Or would you make any money out of it or are you just doing it because you're I mean like like us we don't make any money out of one life left are you doing it because you enjoy doing it or um I really enjoy it it's kind of like it's kind of like a chat room with video in it so you know you'll go and play a game and people will talk to you about it I mean my viewers recently bought my new PC for me so they they donated money to me wow. like I never asked for it yeah and doesn't have oh. a PlayStation 4 we were just talking Guys. about this you can send it in piece by piece <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> okay that's great yeah and and is is that what what's the the sort of end goal? Did you just do it until you get bored a bit, or 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 or, or what? I mean, the dream is to get partnered, so okay. that's to actually do it as your job. Because at the moment, I work, I get home at like eight, and then I stream until ten or twelve, and then go to bed, and then go to work early in the morning. So if I was partnered, it would mean I'd probably make enough money to actually do it as a living. So it's just it's just being an entertainer, I suppose. You mentioned earlier that you got your job via streaming. I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of that at the moment. It's definitely it's definitely a skill that. Um, the older generation don't understand um, and we certainly don't have the appeal um, it's, it's clearly a skill that more and more people are, are after and gonna, people are going to need to have um, what is your current job? Well, I'm community manager and office manager right. <laughs> a bit of both okay. uh, for a game called Terratech yep. and I basically I help well there's three of us that do social media shout out to Nat and Jamie if hey, they're listening Nat and Jamie. they probably are um, and we all kind of do the social schedule together, but each of us like takes a part. And so I'll do Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and whatever. And then I also have to sort out the office. And that's quite. A, so you've got three people on Terratech exclusively, like t- t- yeah. full time ish. Yes. So that's a lot of people for one game, is it? Or is it, is that what you have to do these days? It's been in early access for for a while hasn't it yes it has um well we're a very community-based game so we have a forum we have so many different channels and we're very involved in 
kind of what people want with the game and we have to have the manpower on it because we get a lot of people you know a lot of it's the same thing like oh can you put multiplayer on the game and you're like yes right. <laughs> you know you're saying like oh one day it will happen right. um but we are we are very busy because we just want to we just want to keep building up the game and i mean our success as we've had youtubers play it yeah and when that happens it's just crazy that's why i got hired a youtube got involved and then they were able to hire me and you know i was, I was um, reading um mike rose on twitter who works at Tiny Build, and they've just launched Punch Club uh, by doing uh, Twitch Plays Punch Club, and they were going to unlock it on Steam once Twitch had finished it. And he was saying today, which I thought was a bit of a bold claim and something you probably shouldn't say, but he was saying that pressed actually doesn't count anymore. Review scores don't count anymore. Um, it's all about the number of Twitch people, the number of people mm. that are streaming it. Is, this, is that something you're finding? I think they do have a place, but I think we've been in smaller press and whatnot, but, I mean, one YouTuber played our game and it just went nuts. So the amount of followers we got on Twitter, the amount of game sales we made, it just went absolutely crazy. And I would say the game's... is it's still being developed constantly so we might not want it to be reviewed by a huge say like i don't know like kotaku or whatever we don't want it kotaku kotaku, kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't kind of want that yet whereas a youtuber playing it is a bit different it's a even, bit more even though that's potentially more more people i mean some of the big youtubers are bigger than the the, the press aren't they yeah i mean it's more children though because we get a lot of kids that and that's the answer i think is that it's different audiences, different strategies for different audiences. So there are some games that really resonate with Twitch streamers and with uh, with YouTubers and, and there are some games that really resonate in, in the press, right? That people will buy the um, people will buy their, 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 the sort of uh, the magazines or read the re- websites to see how good Alien Resurrection is. That's not a game yeah. that people are going to stream incessantly because it's not a game where cool, weird stuff happens, right? <laughs> Whereas games like yours and, you know, the classic Minecrafts and, and um, uh, Rust and things like that do really well on, on streaming services because they're unpredictable and they're just nice to play while you're talking to yeah. people, right? And you get these days, <laughs> unfortunately, because we live in such a... Uh, a kind of you have to make a statement a black and white world where people are going things like Mike Rose is saying and I haven't read the article so maybe he doesn't say exactly this but if he's saying you know oh the websites are dead it's all about streaming now that's only true for some games and some games I've heard tell you know some people uh, some of my friends who've made tiny tiny little indie games have put all of their budgets into you know hiring this YouTuber to play my game and he's played it and they've gone right it didn't there was no uptick in downloads yeah, at all yeah. because it's just not the right sort of yeah. game. No, definitely. I think, I mean, I, I, I found the statement, clearly um, it was controversial um, and that's how it left an impact. But it felt like a bit of a dangerous thing to say because if I was a member of the press and, and you know, a Tiny Build's next game or what have you, they're like going, out, hey, press, can you cover this? I'd go, bugger <laughs> off, mate. You don't need us. We're not streaming. Mm. Uh, Kat, um, so two things. Uh, Terratech, uh, have you said when that's coming out of early access? Um, when can we, or how can we find? Well, we can. You can find it on Steam. Yeah, and just search Terratech. Uh, it's also on Humble as well. If you want to donate money to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, as for early access, uh, we're remaining for the moment because we still we have a bunch of features we want to put in before 1.0. But um, hopefully, it should be happening this year at some point. Okay. Um, can you can you tell us actually as an exclusive when it's going to be coming out 1.0? Um, I, we don't know yet. Okay, let's say June. Uh, <laughs> so June. Um, um, how can we follow you uh, if we're interested in seeing you stream? Well, you just look up Cat Strike on Twitch, which is K A T T 
strike um twitch.tv forward slash that and you can come see me stream i stream three times a week sometimes more at the moment a lot of ps4 stuff so if anyone wants to come join me chat to me while i play you know i'm always down for a game see you there (laughs) (laughs) hello i'm sega badawi and welcome to one life left local news Two people have shared the largest prize in the entire history of the Nintendo Badge Arcade. The arcade has been considered by some to be controversial since it was launched, as the chances of winning all the badges are extremely low. However, some argue that it is a test of skill and should not be thought of as a lottery. The strange pink rabbit that runs the Badge Arcade has tried to defuse the naysayers by offering free plays to the public and by being quite funny on the televised results show. He's like a more normal coloured Dale Winton. Due to numerous rollovers, where the badges rolled over the gaps and could not be picked up, there was a massive backlog of badges and these were won by two people who now have more badges than anyone could ever want especially the Mario Party 10 badges. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Uh, we were almost caught unawares there because um, we were just chatting about capture cards and OBS <laughs> and uh, XSplit and stuff like that. Because I was pretending to not, uh, to not know anything about uh, streaming because actually I'm highly successful. Um, and you've got an email. Yeah. Uh, dear Simon and Steve and SSG, I thought I might try and email you before the show actually starts today. If you're streaming... Oh, wait, this is for you, Kat. If you're streaming games a lot, Ooh. that must mean that you get to experience more games than the average player. Kat, do you feel like your experience as a streamer has informed decisions you've made while developing your game? And if so, how? Keep up the good work, and thanks for the ten years of brilliant shows, even if you occasionally turn the radio waves blue. Chris... <laughs> So wait, what was my question again? Uh, does it do? Uh, how, do you feel like your experience as a streamer has informed your decisions when you've been developing your game? Well, not. I don't have a lot of say in the development. I mean, I do get to say like, oh, this would help with a menu or whatever. Um, I do get to learn a lot more about games than I would do, though. Like, I get to play a lot more, so. But do you see things that your colleagues are making and think, you know, oh, they should put this in because that'll really go down well with the Twitch lot. Sometimes, but <laughs> you should you know hang out by the water cooler. Just yeah, just go. I was thinking, you know, no big deal. Also, put me in the credits. <laughs> in the credits anyway, but elevate, elevate up the credits until you are senior producer. That's how it works. That's the video game industry. All right, Rob Sibley, Sibbers, right, Sibbers. Work, yeah, all right, Sibbers. Uh, Sibbers writes, Hello, team, and SSG. Happy New Year to you all! Exclamation mark. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Sibbers. With England slowly sinking, it got me thinking about the weather in games. I'm a big fan of the rain in Drive Club, for example, racing around a track, wipers on, splashing through the puddles. Wonderful stuff. So, what's your favorite representation of weather in a game, realistic or otherwise? Pip Pip. Rob. Um, so I was thinking about this game the other day, Rain. It's got mm, rain in it. Well, and I loved it so much. I just, it, I rarely finish a game and that is one that I did play all the way through to the end and I really, really loved it and I really want to find another game that's like that. So if anyone knows one, please just <laughs> let me know. 
That's all I'm looking for. What other types of weather are there? Sunshine. Is that a game? Mario Sun- Sunshine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, First impact of weather on me was in um, GTA 3 when uh, I uh, had um, sort of real-time weather. Uh, and um, I remember chasing the driver from driver. You had to kill him. But killed him. <laughs> And then um, the rain turned to sun, coincidentally, and uh, a rainbow looked out over the water in GTA 3, and the rain turned, and it was really lovely. After a murder comes a rainbow. Apparently. Of course, it's heavy rain, of course, that's got persistent rain all the time, hasn't it? Mm. PS4 remasters coming out soon, Anne. With real rain that comes down. Such a good game. Uh, Other weather? I don't think there is any. I think no. you know other weather. That's, that's all the weather. Kat, you've got a letter. I do. It is from Robert Wells. And he says, hello, team. Hello, Hi. SSG. Um, I remembered what I was going to ask last week. Just before Christmas, an update dropped for Neko Atsume. It added occasional snow and new toys and one new special cat. My missus and I spent our Christmas holiday trying to tempt Frosty into our yard. I remember a lot of time-sensitive Easter eggs from my youth being told to change the system date to December, 20- December 25th for a surprise. Do you have any memories of such shenanigans, old or new? Pip Pip Robert. Right, so it snowed in Nekoatsumi again the other day. Mm. Uh, so I put back out my blue pillow to try and entice Frosty in. Uh, turns out, so Matt got him in the garden and mm-hmm. I was like very jealous. Then I was flicking through my cat album. Turns out he was there on New Year's Eve and I didn't even <gasps> see because I was at a wedding. You oh, no. you, so you didn't take a photo? So I didn't take a photo, <sighs> but he's been... It's been, but it yeah. doesn't count. doesn't count, does it? Because I didn't you, see it. No, you didn't see it. Gutted. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Time-sensitive Easter eggs, Simon. You think of any? I can, yeah. Uh, of course, Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Um, you're fighting uh, the pain. I think it is the old man sniper. Um, and uh, he's camouflaged, so you have to track him down. Uh, either he's using his footsteps, muddy footsteps. Um, or see his mm, uh, the reflection of the glass. Uh, so, so you see the reflection of the sun in the scope as you're looking around this massive Weather. clay area. Um, <laughs> or uh, you put the game down and wait a year, and you come back and he dies of old age. <laughs> Does I remember Monkey Island Two? Uh, Guybrush could drown if you left him underwater for 10 minutes. Really? But you had to just leave him there. Yeah. Um, and I made it six minutes and then got bored. And moved <laughs> him, so. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. don't know. Any more letters? Did you, did you, no. Uh, did you have a toy with uh, Animal Crossing? No, t- but obviously that's the best. Mr. Rossetti, the yeah. angry mole yeah. uh, popping up yeah. and shouting at you for messing with the system clock. There's a new Animal Crossing, isn't there? There's, oh, there's... it's a sort of spin-off, isn't it? It's Is like it? a dress-up thing. Yeah. Uh... yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Um... <laughs> Thank you for your letters. Uh, do keep them coming. Email team at onelifeleft.com. A little bit of music? Is that what yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I said, I said the music was going to be excellent, didn't I? Okay.
This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is the brilliant Atari Tufty. It's called Space Beeps. And again, I think it's excellent. Uh, some more news on the anagram front. Okay. Oh, good. I think I made a breakthrough. Mark Laidlaw mm-hmm. anagrams into... Well, I don't know the first word, right? Really. W-A-D, or maybe D-A-W, or A-W-D, something like that. But the next two are incendiary. This is dynamite. Call Rami. And W-A-D could be the movement keys of the game. Are you, like, maybe you can't go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. Could be. Uh. Call Rami for more information. Yeah. A Blambeer making Half-Life 3. A Half-Life 3 where you can't go backwards. That sounds like the sort of thing they do. It does, doesn't it? You wouldn't expect it. No, you wouldn't. Okay. Sold. No, going back. Good. You know what? Dan Marshall... Probably run, running around right now. <laughs> yeah. He, he can't yeah. wait to run back home and put this all over Reddit. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. Um, so GDC is happening in uh, six weeks or so, which is very, very exciting. We have news. Go on. We can confirm that One Life Left will be broadcasting for, from GDC. Yes. Again. Yes. We had it confirmed uh, this week. We're really, really, really excited uh, to be there. But that's not all. What? We're going to bring the Marioki. No. We're going to bring the Marioki. In our suitcases. We're still trying to work out exactly how we're going to do that, but we are going to be bringing the Marioki out there as well. So... Uh, I like how we started calling it the Marioki. Yeah, the Marioki. It's got a definite article. It yeah. used to be a Marioki. Exactly. <laughs> specific, Some Marioki? Bring in a Marioki. You know, the Marioki. Bring in a Marioki suitcase. You got your Marioki. <laughs> got your Mariokis in the, in the hole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's going to be super, super exciting. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, you're going to hear about, a lot about it on um, on the radio show, but also on Twitter. Should we try and stream it? I was thinking this. Cat, are Cat. you going to be over there? <laughs> Can I you actually, bring your streaming? I might be there, actually. I don't know. Do you want to come and help us stream? Well, Do you want to be our official streaming partner? <laughs> the thing about streaming it shows is it never works out well because we've tried the last right. like three shows and they'll be like, oh, it'll be internet and then it just won't work. Or okay. So that's the mm. only thing is internet. It sounds to me like you don't want to be our official streaming partner. I'll be your official streaming <laughs> so it partner. Sounds, it sounds like. Who's next on the like, list? I mean, PewDiePie. <laughs> exactly. Give <laughs> a call. Smuggle me in your suitcase. He's no. not a streamer though, is he, PewDiePie? No. He's... No, Steve. Thank you. I'm an old man. Old man. man. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> I apologise on his behalf. <laughs> so, so, so sorry. Okay, uh, time for the second in our uh, John Life Left feature. Here he is. Hello, everyone. This is John with another edition of John Life Left, the feature in which I use video games to learn ethical lessons. Um, this week, I'm going to be living by the rules of another video game, and the video game that I've chosen is Bioshock, which in itself has an awful lot to say about ethics. I thought the interesting lesson that I could learn from this is trying to do exactly what I'm told and seeing how my life turns out. So, here we go. Now, would you kindly find a crowbar or something? Okay, so it's Monday evening, and I'm not entirely sure if this is working, because I spend an awful lot of time on my own, so there hasn't really been anyone around to tell me what to do. So I'm not actually sure if I'm allowed to do anything at all. What I might do is just let a few people know what I'm up to, just so they can give me something to do, and I'll check back in later on in the week. Well, that was a massive mistake. Now, everyone on my street knows that I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm told this week, and by close of play on Wednesday, I have collected about 30 people shopping. I fixed a few cars, even though I don't really know how cars work. I haven't killed anyone or 
taken down an entire underwater society, so I, I guess I haven't quite got it as bad as the guy in Bioshock. It's been a pretty rough week, all told. I'm, I'm absolutely exhausted just from doing all this stuff. I think maybe what I've learned is that there's more to ethics than doing what you're told, and more to ethics than following the rules. And a good ethical code should maybe have something about self-preservation and looking after yourself in there. You know, because Aristotle says ultimately, being ethical is about being a healthy, functioning human being, and I'm certainly not one of those at the moment. Um, yeah, I'll see you next week. Things just got a bit tense during this song. <laughs> uh, we're doing the Mariochi next uh, Friday, a week on Friday in uh, the Mariochi in London at Loading. We're back at uh, Loading in Dalston. It's going to be really, really exciting. Loads of people going on Facebook. You can find a link to that on the One Life Left Twitter. You should come along too. But we were just sorting out dates for February. the one in February, yeah. which will be my birthday Mariochi. Wow, it's a bit important one. Look. Can it's either a, go on big un. either go on the twelfth of February. What is he fifty? Yeah. <laughs> 50 again oh, yeah. <laughs> or the 19th of February 12th or 19th the thing is Anne can't do the 19th yep. Simon can't do the 12th. Well, the 12th have to decide between them and it's your birthday so you can decide if you want to <laughs> yeah. no repercussions alright exciting I'm looking forward to that or maybe we could ask listeners to vote mm. but you can't do the next one so no yeah, so you can't really miss two in a row can you I don't know um, what do you think Cap what about which day? Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of which one I'm free for because I want to come. <laughs> Let us know. We'll, do, we'll, we'll work <laughs> around you. We'll work around you. Maybe we should send out a poll that says, yes, it should be Simon. Yes, it should be Anne. Or I don't care either way. And then do the yeah, maths. Exactly. Yes, yes, good point. That was a call, call back. back. Call back. Call, call back. back to the news, which, uh, if we're going to call back to the news. Uh, so Jamie Firth got in touch with us. He sent us in a letter last week uh, saying, I wrote you... I wrote you a question in the letters and you just skimmed over it. The question was, uh, 2016 is the year of what? And we just said one life left and skimmed over it. He sent us a little message saying, thanks guys, I I wrote a letter to you and you didn't really answer my question. Well, if you listen back to the news, Steve said this week... Uh, 2016 is the year of VR. So we answered your question, Jamie, just a week late. Mm, it's called Cliffhanger. It was. Cliffhanger. 
He didn't write a letter this week, did he? No, no I didn't bring last week's letter in, though, accidentally. Good. Well, we've covered that. It's going well. This is For a Broken Earth. It's a cover of Church's brilliant Leave a Trace. And it's all done on a Game Boy on LSDJ. So well done. It's from shipmusic.org as well. What now? Well, what have we not done? Okay, we've done uh, we've done the letters. We did some stonking letters. We did Anne's news. You hit a lot of the uh, jingles again. That was good. Some done some callbacks as well. Mm. Played three songs now. We did we did do the interview. That went well. That was that was all right. What do people tune in for? Tune in for. The bants. Uh, I don't really haven't had any bants. <laughs> I bants for you. I did. I was reading this sheet that. Um, <laughs> I was reading this sheet uh, with the details of Resonance's fundraising that I read out earlier. And I was just looking at it earlier, and, and I reread broadcast as broadcast. I did. And I was like, "What's a broadcast?" Oh, sounds good. Sounds like the the Lad Bibles podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the reviews. All right, what have you been playing, Simon? Well, obviously, I'm still playing Battlefront uh, level 29 uh, now. Were um, you level 29 before? No, 23 last week, I think. 26. I made some progress. Get, well, the thing about these things, Steve, is that the, the points you need to get to the next level increases every time you, you, you level up. Uh, um, did I tell you I've even started playing the mobile companion app, which is terrible. It's a terrible uh, sort of... Um, it's called... It's a terrible siege game. It's rubbish. Okay. But you get credits. So it's so worth I'm it. playing it. Yeah, I'm playing it. I, added, so I was playing against some probe droids and uh, ATSTs, as, as you find that they, they're called by playing the game. Is yep. it making you happy, or are you It's addicted? just so good. I was reading a piece on Vice Gaming today, which um, explained what makes it such a good first-person shooter, and it's... It's, I hadn't thought about it like this, but you're just playing a grunt, and um, uh, yes, yeah, so your your um, your individual life is worth is worth nothing. You die a lot of times in the game, but you respawn really quickly, and then you sort of get into action again. And a lot of the lot of the game modes are designed around specific choke points or times where they either split you up, so you have a choice of which to tackle, and there's no voice communication in either, so you actually sort of take your lead visually, um, or sort of work out what's happening on the battlefield. Uh, and then other points, they'll bring you all together, and it's just, I mean, particularly the end of turning points, Steve, where you've just got one more base to capture, or hold the rebels off for, for you know, two or three more minutes, and you think they're never going to do it, and then bang, 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 they pick you off and they overrun you, and it's, oh, well done, guys. This week, I've also <laughs> been playing, when I've been unable to play Battlefront, on the train, because you can't play Battlefront on the train, what sort of world do we live in, Anne? where you can't play... Isn't that why you've got your mobile app? Well, <laughs> just, well I've not been doing that. I've been playing um, Mike Bithell's volume. Oh! On Vita. On, on the Vita. Um, uh, so I didn't... I, the, the, only, the only volume I had played prior to this was at um, Radius Festival when he first showed it off and they were in early test levels and stuff and I, I enjoyed it then. Um, it's really good. In fact, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised how good it is because I don't... Or I didn't like the Metal Gear Solid uh, VR missions around which uh, volume is apparently based. Um, So it's a series, uh, I think there are 100 levels in this. Um, The story is a bit bonkers. Um, It's about doing stuff on on YouTube. Actually, Kat, you'd like it. Um, Actually, no, I think, no, he's streaming. Sorry, streaming. I know you can stream on YouTube, but um, it doesn't mention any specific services, but um, it's about uh, teaching, giving England um, a lesson about the wealthy. Uh, So, whatever. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's, um, what I'm really liking about it is that uh, 
I've been unable to get into the phantom pain because, as I've said before, I'm absolutely paralysed by not knowing exactly what to do or how to do it and terrified of missing something and therefore do, you know, or doing it wrong or... Yeah, so I, 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 I've got... I've played the prologue in The Phantom Pain, but I've not played the... beyond. I've never not finished the first mission, and now I'm playing Battlefront. There's just no room in my PS4. But Volume is just a series of puzzles uh, based around stealth. And so there is, broadly speaking, one solution um, to each level. But... Um, uh, and, and, and that's straightforward once you realise exactly what it is. Um, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm maybe level sort of early 20s um, and I've found it at moments uh, challenging. Um, really terrifying in the way that stealth games should be. I, I, the music um, is really good um, and it's equivalent of that... Um, from Metal Gear Solid is <laughs> makes you jump. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's, it's a really good job. I think it's been worth the wait on the Vita. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've struggled with the, accurately aiming the bugle a couple of times, but it's got such a generous checkpoint system that actually failure is not particularly punished. So thoroughly enjoying it, Steve. Good. Seven out of ten. Well done, Anne. Uh, so, well, firstly, I wonder if you're going to talk about this. That one that you linked to. Uh, and you said it takes five minutes play it oh I'm not going to talk about that no Uh, what was it called it is one of these one of oh yeah yeah you have to identify people by their uh, like jobs or traits or something I didn't play it I was too busy thinking about it I did play it I thought it was very what it's about I I, I very quickly looked at the description or it was it or something or was it that well, it's, let's find it, out what it was about. <laughs> Isn't it about prejudice or something like that? No, that's no. what you assume it's about by looking at screenshots. That's not what it's about. Ooh, okay. uh, it's a shame it, I'll never know. You <laughs> play it. only takes five minutes to download. Uh, I'm not time. Uh, no, it's really, really good. I uh, really liked it. Is it... I don't want to say what it is actually about. It's about identifying, like looking it's at people and saying, who, which one of these is a that's cleaner. That's what you think it's about, but it's not. It is. That's what it's, it's about. Not. Did play you not play it? it? You should play it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible review. Okay, I'm going to move on to my next one. Uh, Prune is a game on iOS. Game of the year. Is it? Didn't Apple give it game of the year? Oh, I think for so, goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. Right, because I'm about to review it really badly. Go on then. <laughs> well, I mean, they have wait, given it mean, to the room before. Do you mean the review is going to be bad or the, you think the game is bad? Well, uh, let's find out. Like, oh, either of those. Quick, Anne! It's going to be Don't stop letting review. us interrupt you. Right, so, uh, Prune, on iOS, you are helping trees grow into the light so that they can spawn flowers and then, uh, and then they sort of turn white and then you move on to the next level. Uh, and you're trying to avoid things like you can't let them grow into walls. If you grow towards the red sun, they'll die. Uh, and it looks quite nice. Um, and the music is very nice. And I, I, it feels like I should really love it, but I don't feel satisfied by it at all. I feel like I've been, I've sort of like arbitrarily been moved on from level to level. And I'm like, wait, did I just, did I just clear that level? I don't really understand. I, some of it died, but I was still allowed to go on. Um, it's. It just doesn't feel like it's hitting the. Uh, it hitting satisfactory points for me to feel like I've achieved or I've learnt or I know what's going on. I keep moving on, and I'm like, wait, isn't the tree supposed to turn white before I can move on? Because there's been times when it hasn't. Um, and I just don't think that it's like it's not challenging me enough. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just really good, <laughs> and I'm just progressing so quickly through. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not being challenged by it. But yeah, uh, game of the year. Game of the year. 
really? Maybe you just don't get it, Anne. Maybe it's too art for me. Yeah, too art. Yeah, Mm. maybe I just don't like plants. (laughs) I am growing some garlic and it is going quite well. Hmm. But, you know, I've not got any red suns to try and move it around. Yeah, I don't know. what I don't know what I'm not getting. Someone, I got recommended it by someone who is an, just a normo. A normo? normo. Well, yeah, what just are they? a normo. How did they get in touch with you? From on the streets. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people come up to me and they just go, oh, you've got to review this game, it's great. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, don't, I had seen that it was a critic's choice, but I didn't realise that it was... Man, nah. Best game of last year on iOS, according to Apple themselves. I'm out. Oh, also, I find it really finicky, like, uh, when I'm trying to cut bits off I accidentally cut another bit off and it's either because I've got a fat finger or probably it's better on um, iPad probably is better on iPad play it on iPad if you're going to play it game of the year 7 out of 10 <laughs> cat <laughs> Um, my game is Broken Age and I didn't know there was a whole history behind it like it was backed on Kickstarter but all this stuff it's by the dude who did Grim Fandango he did a few other games that dude that dude I don't know his name (laughs) but there we go it's a John Dude (laughs) something like that Johnny Dango (laughs) (laughs) whoever Um, it's a really beautiful game I originally I bought it because I got my PS for and I had no games for it and it was this was over Christmas I had one game and so I went on the the sale I saw the trailer for oh Elijah Woods in it must be good it, it's so good it's a point and click kind of game if you like puzzles if you kind of like Monkey Island it's really beautiful you kind of swap between two different stories and you can choose to just go off and do one story and then they'll make you switch or you can just keep you know I would get bored of one and go to the next one really good story I really loved it. I wasn't expecting it. I would give that 8 out of 10. Right. Before you came on the show, Steve <laughs> asked you whether you'd read the um, instructions properly. In fact, I believe he specifically referenced the review section. I did do where that. Whereas, where, you know, clearly we're not a dictatorship or whatever. You're free to give a game whatever you want. You don't mind. <laughs> but you've clearly not read the instructions. Um, now, I'm sorry. okay, now you consider it to be an 8 out of 10. You say that you bought it in the Christmas sale. Yes. New PlayStation owner. How would you feel if I told you that it was free for PlayStation Plus only the month beforehand? Oh. It wasn't though, was it? It was. It was. It was. That's why I've got it. I've They've not, and that's why off. I've got it, and I've not played it. They've, uh, I haven't played it. Exactly. Either. But we because of what it. they do to people like you, like people like you. Uh. So if we were to tell you that, which is a fact, I feel that you would have to reconsider its score. Yeah, I'm still happy with it. Because I, I was happy to pay for it because I don't, I don't tend right, to buy games. But we weren't happy to pay full we price. Happy for, pay for it, and actually, we run a very ethical. <laughs> guys. I don't know what the ethics are like when you're streaming. Yeah, here, it's very different. Here, very different. We're super ethical, <laughs> and we can't let you. No, let right. you score that. No. We have to apply some kind of a deduction. We do. So yeah, I'm afraid we're going to have to bring that down by a point. Oh, it's, no, it's, that's, that's it's just a great score. It's, it's, score. It's, so yeah. final score is. Well, you're all looking at me, so... <laughs> Seven. Right, thanks very much. So to continue the review section... <laughs> okay. I've been playing Amplitude. Talking of Kickstarter, it's a nice segue. Yeah. We're doing very well at the linking today. Uh, Amplitude, one of the best video games of all time. It's not as good as Frequency, uh, which was uh, Harmonix's previous title. It's the precursor to Rock Band, Guitar Hero, uh, those sort of rhythm action games where you go along a track and you hit these little nodes uh, with the triggers on your joypad. Amplitude is a reboot of that series. It was kickstarted and now it's back and it's on PS4 and other formats? Is it? Oh, it must it's be definitely on, on PC, isn't it? It must be on must other be. formats. Pro- pro- oh, actually, because Sony... 
Sony, it's a Sony property, isn't it? So maybe it's not. <laughs> anyway, um, really, really, really excited to um, see it back. And the game is as brilliant as ever. I've enjoyed it so much over the last couple of days. Um, it feels so fluid. You're only using three buttons. I have that configured to be L1, R2, and R1. There's a little bit of a problem because the R2 is a soft trigger on the PS4. Right? Am I right about that? Uh, R2? So R2 is, is the, the one with analog, analog yes. right? Yes. So uh, it's a really digital game and you want to be punching those buttons and it's What about slightly... then up and triangle and circle? So do, 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 yeah, you can do, do, do. set it up to be like that. That's not the default and that's not what I've gone with uh, so far. You do, need, with. you do need that's that well, you need the D-pad to move lanes as well because you're not just matching those things you're moving from R2. So or... the way the game works is it splits each track into bass, drums, um, vocal since whatever's in the track and you are laying down one track then moving on to the next with the D-pad yeah you could put those on the triggers instead I don't know anyway the mechanics we, we should, you should get us round when, yeah. you, when you do new yeah. control sets I'd love, I'd love you to do you invert over. the Y? I, I get confused whether I invert or not okay I mean I don't think I do no up means up yeah, yeah. I'm not around your ass right. okay. dare to be there <laughs> so um, I really 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 love the game I don't like the soundtrack and that's kind of a problem in a music game um, and I was I was worried about this I've been talking to Declan Declan Deneen friend of oh, the yeah. show yeah. about it he really really likes the soundtrack and that's made me a little bit more at ease because obviously all of this stuff is subjective and you can't please all of the people all of the time can you Simon? Certainly not Certainly not So um, the not liking the soundtrack thing could just be a you know me being an idiot and certainly some of the songs on it are brilliant so with that in mind i have to give amplitude's comeback seven out of ten because okay. i'm going to keep playing it Seems reasonable. good that was a comprehensive review section actually wasn't yeah, well it i done. think that might be one of our most comprehensive really comprehensive really yeah. and well argued as well i thought yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I good I, I think we should all be happy with what we've good. done uh, well done to you, the listeners, for getting through another episode of One Life Left. But it's been a good one, I think, today. Kat, how was your second ever episode of One Life Left? It was, it was great. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. How can we find you on Twitter? My name's it's Kat Strike on, on Twitter. She's got Kat Strike. She has got that, hasn't she? So we can't. You've got catstrike.com. I actually do. Uh, what, about, <laughs> what about dot biz? No. Okay. Dot okay. <laughs> plc? <laughs> Get those, get those. <laughs> on my phone right <laughs> good uh, thank you very much for coming on um, so we'll, we'll see you um, soon being our official streaming partner um, well when will we see you the listeners we could see you uh, a week on Friday I at, couldn't you won't see Simon there um, but that's okay you can Simon. see Simon other places yep. like in you, the street yeah maybe you see him in a Pret-a-Manger <laughs> go, go. Go to his house. Yeah, just hang out. He's coming around to mine on Sunday. Go and adjust his controls. If you you invert your Y-axis, go and say... Team Simon. Um, And uh, we will see you all, hopefully, at GDC as well. If you want to be a guest on our GDC podcast, or if you know anyone who should be, please get in touch by emailing... Team at OneLifeLift.com. If you are Mark Laidlaw, and we've cracked your code, we're sorry. If you are Rami... We're sorry for breaking that here, but that is the Half-Life News exclusive. But until next week, we've been One Life Left. Thank you. Bye-bye.